go. Now I can start talking. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Aftermash. Uh, sorry, it's been a couple weeks, and actually we're um, jumping ahead a few episodes for now because um, moved into my my wife and I moved into our new house. So this is the new studio. I know it sounds so new and exciting. <laughs> Can't and you is. tell with your ears? <laughs> um, but during the move, it. We weren't set up with internet for a couple of weeks, and now I misplaced the disc um, for the other episodes. Maybe you did it on purpose. Um, I'm not <laughs> saying one way or another, to be honest. Um, but this is this is the new house. We're finally recording. We have internet again, so I can upload. Um, so yeah, this week we're doing... Um, we think episode 8. We think episode 8. <laughs> the titles are off. Yes, because, when you get the disc, the titles are all different than the names. Well, and I think it's because that first episode was technically a double, but then the titles on disc just pushed back one. But they didn't change it. Yeah, so it's season one, episode eight? Mm, Sunday. Sunday, cruddy Sunday. Um, and I wish I had, like, a good synopsis, but... I do, too, but this thing the, went everywhere. It, that's the problem, and, like, my normal places to go online have nothing, probably for the same reason, <laughs> so... There is a lot happening I'll on let you do your best. Sunday, Cruddy Sunday. They begin in Mass and make sure to know that Father Mulcahy likes to talk a lot, He's which is back. something new, because... yeah. I don't think he was much of a talker uh-uh. on MASH. Uh-uh. We're now like he's an over homilist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his homilies are very long where people set like oh, alarm God. clocks to go off to let him know that he's a windbag. Um, yeah. There was Elma Cox helping Mike DeAngelo for boss like she mm-hmm. normally does. The administrator, except that it was a Sunday, and it's a yeah, it's a Sunday, so they came mm-hmm. in extra because she has such a crush on him. Mm-hmm. Then there was um, this Reverend Gentry running around, and he's also a car salesman trying to convert everyone, going up to this poor man whose um, spine is severed, and says, "You can walk." Got his hopes up. Yeah. Um, Do you believe, son? If you believe, you can walk. I believe. So. Um, right down on the ground. There's Mrs. Potter having a Sunday bake sale and she brings her sister Charlotte who Mike D'Angelo falls for Mm -hmm. but Charlotte's husband just died four months ago so she's not ready. Mm -hmm. Mm, Blah 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 blah. (laughs) Let's see. Visiting. There's this gentleman visiting his brother Wally Harold and he has a fear of high places so his brother's on the third floor. He can't get to see him what's going to happen he keeps trying can't get on the elevator can't go up the stairs um we'll talk about kind of how that goes and what clinger or potter did to solve that problem Mm -hmm. and a man trying to get in the hospital and he i don't think was a vet or anything but he's been in other vet hospitals 
yeah. claiming to be a vet, and, mm -hmm. but he just wants to be in. He needs a place to live. So yeah. that those are the few things that I caught. You have more than me. me. You have more than me. Um, I think I'm going to have you do the synopsis from now on. I think oh. that was within the, you know. That's everything. There I, was a little bit of all of that within the first five minutes. So and, I was literally going. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've mentioned this before. Like, it just keeps jumping between three full plots the whole show. Three, four, five full plots. Yeah. And, you know, the I, next one's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I get that. You have Sherman Potter and Max Klinger and uh, John Francis Patrick Mulcahy. But everyone shouldn't be the star every week. No, MASH I think that's never what they're was. No, yeah. MASH always picked one mm -hmm. or two and you went with that mm -hmm. theme. Where mm -hmm. here they're trying to make everyone... It's like... Okay. Well, let's see. Sun Lee wasn't in this one. No. Nope. So Soon, there was nope. one person not in this one that's yeah. normally in. Yeah. You know, I, I think I just came up with this, and I think that this is the um, comparison I'm going to make. You should have the plot be the main character, not every main character be the main plot. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I think that's what's going on here, and I really... It's hard, you know... Um, Laura was watching with us, and she decided, nope, I'm going to go out and pick up dog poop. <laughs> what? Because that's better. And I love the character so much, so mm -hmm. I want it to be good. Me too. I remember, well, I don't think I ever watched it originally, and yeah. I don't know why. I think that's back in my post office years. And, you know, that's just, me too. Like, that's why I want to keep, that's why I want to finish this, because I want to see when it gets good. But... If they keep doing this with the three plot lines, because even in the next one they do the same thing, and it's like you just you're cramming too much in. It's you can't pay attention to all of this. No, well, it, it happens too quickly. Yes, yeah. There's get, no time to even get to know anyone. You know, I mean, just by the time you're getting invested in plot A, they're happy and see. Yeah, and see. Yeah, they're already. Like I said, the first five minutes had all of these plots in it, and then we saw pieces throughout the show, yeah. but never for a long enough time. Mm -hmm. and you, okay, so um, if anybody's seen Arrested Development, the fourth season on Netflix, in a way, this is kind of like that, except there, they did make every main character their own plot in their own episode. And then they tried to weave them together, and that was just as bad. I've never I because seen then it. I've seen Arrested Development. It, just imagine an episode of Mash or a, a season of Mash, where there were seven episodes that were really the same episode, but each one only centered on one character's path through the episode. Okay. So like you follow Hawkeye the whole day. Whole day. And then the next week you follow the next person. Yeah. But then okay. you see the elements of Hawkeye's episode weaving into BJ's episode. Okay. And you keep... It's confusing because things get mixed up. But here they just crammed it all into one and that was just as bad. It, it, I'm sorry. I really want to like this so badly. Mm -hmm. I Me like too. the commercials better. <laughs> we were saying I wish they left the commercials in. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But, but, uh, and I'm sorry, we've, we've done this each of the last couple of podcasts is just like, say, well, we wish it would be better. Um, I do like 
the plots that they have. I do. Um, I like that they show Father Mulcahy really caring for right. the young man who has the severed spinal cord, trying to show him you can be a productive member of society. What did you like to do in high school, young man? Yes. I like to do draft right. work. Well, you can do right. that sitting down. I'm going to get you a college application. Or yeah. A, yeah. A schedule. A correspondence course. So you can do that as a job and, and become a productive member of society. And if you look up the research, if you provide somebody with a means to provide for themselves, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, if you show them how they can be a productive member, their self-worth goes way up. Well, of course. You know, and that's where they're this, finding that on the jails, right? Yeah, now. yeah, and that's where this Reverend Gentry was trying to give this man a quick fix. He False was, hope. Yeah, you know, if you believe in the power of God, then God will allow you to walk. And like, and Father Mulcahy, he said, that was God giving him the power, not you. <laughs> like it was Jesus. He's, you know, like okay. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. I really enjoyed also the gentleman that played the guy that had the fear of heights. Mm-hmm. He did a really good job. Yeah. He, he did. Like, yeah. you would watch him sweat before he even came in. Someone said, you're mm-hmm. distraught. Well, it was a reverend. It, it was a reverend. Yeah. Because um, his brother was on the third floor. And he didn't know. He really wanted to see his brother. He had things he needed to tell his brother. Mm-hmm. And you could see his, there was sweat just pouring from him as he tried to get up the stairs mm-hmm. then as he tried to get on the elevator he really mm-hmm. felt he could do it but his fear got the best of him and that was and what was Klinger's plot was he kept intersecting with this guy as he was going about working mm-hmm. on Sunday and, and he uh, intercepted with Potter and that's actually who thought of it mm-hmm. so he gets the credit for the way that it was solved mm-hmm. want to say how it was solved mm, they brought the guy's brother out they brought him outside. So the in guy, his bed. In his bed. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. And so they got to have this meeting. Now, I wouldn't have even thought of that. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a cool plot. Mm-hmm. That could have been a, its own plot yeah. in, for the whole show. Yeah. Like, you could have made a whole show on that. Mm-hmm. Well, take take that and um, the plot involving Mike, um, do whatever. D'Angelo. D'Angelo, thank you. I don't care to know his last name because I don't like him. Um, take those two, make them. You're not supposed to like him, though. Yeah, he so does he a does good a good job. job of not being like. And he's yeah. yeah sorry. But you know, take that one because and make it its own episode, and then take the other two and make those their own episode, and it'd be fine. Right. Elma Cox has a terrible crush on him. So at during the part, there was a part where he finally said to Elma. You know, I really, really, really didn't realize what a great person you are. And how and lucky her, I am to oh, have I'm, you. Yeah, and her hopes are going up. And he's like, oh, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. If only I could find someone to be my wife. A oh, woman. He said, yeah, if only woman. I could find a woman. So he was talking about her as She should have work. slapped him. She should have slapped him. I'm if sorry. only I could find a woman. She oh. should have slapped the crap and out of him. And she just has such a crush on him. Should have like, slapped him so and hard. We don't like I. Well, at least I don't like her either. Yeah. She can't stand Klinger. Um. I think we definitely missed some interaction here, but yeah, Elma Cox should have slapped Mike D'Angelo so hard right then. Um. 
I really wanted her to. I knew she wouldn't, but she should have. Well, the guy that was trying to get in the hospital and wasn't the oh, GI, and what he mm-hmm. he kept going up to everyone. He went up to Potter. Mm-hmm. I need to get in the hospital. Potter looked at his forms and said, "No, you're not a veteran. You're not a." It you know, says here, will claim to be a vet. Yeah, so he sent him to. Well, he said, "I cannot do anything oh, for you. You would have, have to, to talk." Have to see Alma Cox. Yeah, Alma sent him to Mike. Mike, because that would get. Mike D'Angelo away from Charlotte. God, this is starting to sound like a soap opera. Then Mike told him, well, you're not a nutcase. A true nutcase would just get in his car and drive through the wall. Well, guess what he did? <laughs> he got in his car and, and drove, drove through right? the wall. Yeah. So, oh, Lord. Um, yeah. yeah. And so he should have lost, Mike D'Angelo should have lost his job for that yeah, one. But just... Elma Cox saved his life again. I will make sure that Mike D'Angelo and criminal negligence never show up in the same sentence. You could do that for me? Oh, I really didn't know how good I had it with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, If only I could find a woman. (laughs) Slap! Oh my goodness. Okay. Did we miss anything? No, I think we caught everything. So there was a lot of good clocks, like you said. Yeah. Just just... let's let's pull it back a little okay add water undehydrate it (laughs) split it in the middle make two episodes or five yeah because okay now the the next one here then season one episode nine we think we think (laughs) thanksgiving of 53 that we know for sure um same sort of thing like it felt like they were trying to cram two different Thanksgiving episodes together or at least take like an hour long one and cram it in into a half hour no no you should have oh, go because, for it let's hear this oh synopsis. my god okay okay so it starts off with Sherman looking through um, a photo album uh, so so for those of you born too recently what they used to do is, <laughs> is you would print off pictures, you see, and put them... <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> I'll stop being a butt. <laughs> but, Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> I have some of those within arm's reach. Uh, but Potter was looking through this and basically giving backstory to the fact that it was Thanksgiving. Meanwhile, Mildred is pulling out her serving set, her fancy serving set. Um, which only serves eight. Which only serves eight. And they're planning on at least 12. Um, but they keep bringing more people in. Uh, first, there's uh, Potter's old... Um, uh, what, what, what's the guy's name? Scannell from World War One. He was rocking on Potter's porch. So Potter invites him in. And he said, about time, I was freezing my tushy off. <laughs> um, then they, him and Klinger go to the VA and invite a bunch of people over. Uh, Mulcahy shows up and actually brings like three vets as well. Uh, Mike D'Angelo shows up. And then uh, Potter had invited like the whole Klinger clan from Toledo to show up because he knew it would help boost Max's spirits. I was wondering who paid for that. Gosh, yeah, right? 
I know I, they drove up, so yeah. maybe they paid for it themselves. Goodness, I don't know. But um, the whole time, like, th- there was a plot where I think they could have done it differently. There was this guy on the phone the whole time doing a long-distance call, like, all day. And that would have been just a horrible bill to for Peoria, Potter. Peoria in Illinois. I don't care how much Potter <laughs> makes. That would have been horrible back in the 50s, that oh, sort of yeah. long-distance yes. call. That would have been horrible. So they, they could have gotten away with that a lot different than just, oh, we'll have Private MacGuffin sit <laughs> on the phone the whole time. No. No, don't have Private MacGuffin. Just... I don't know. Klinger tried so hard to get... He, he wanted to call home. And so do you think it was planned? It couldn't have been planned. Because he just asked to use the phone. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. But it happened that they kept Klinger off the phone. And that was fine because his folks showed up anyway with a bunch of his uncles and relatives. So, again, that's why I say, like, Private MacGuffin was on the phone. You couldn't have, like, I don't know, had... A car crash that just happened to take down the telephone pole oh. randomly. And then they send out the telephone repairman, Mr. McGuffin. There you go. Who's just inept and can't fix it that quick. <laughs> Maybe there's that instead. Because other than being on the phone the whole time, I'm calling him Private McGuffin because it fits. Didn't <laughs> contribute anything to the plot. He was just one of the guys that Mulcahy brought over and was taking advantage of Potter's... His name's Potter's. actually Duke Lassworth. Right, MacGuffin. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's now MacGuffin. He's now MacGuffin, and he was just taking advantage of Potter's... Um, kindness. Uh, kindness, yeah, and generosity. Um, then we have... Oh, and the... Um, the, the uh, not intern. The resident was there. He was there eating, and he was trying to sample, like, all the weird stuff that he could that people were bringing. Like, Soon Lee brought some sort of rice dish. Mrs. Potter was extremely worried about there being dog or cat in it. When Klinger's family showed up, they had raw lamb. I never even heard of raw lamb. Yeah, Is that I, a real, it must be a real I thing. I don't know. But it was great because the, the resident walked up and went, Mmm, raw something. <laughs> and Mildred just handed him the pot. <laughs> um, and honestly, that pretty much takes care of it. Because Mike D'Angelo was Mike D'Angelo. Just think of what he would do at he Thanksgiving. A Whitman sampler. Yes. The big one. No, it was the big one, too. The big one. With the roadmap, so you know which one you're getting. And that's just how I feel about you and Sherman. Um, what? We find out that he was... Oh, I'm sorry. Were you finished with your... Mm-hmm. We find out he was married for eight years. Eight years. And they were eight wonderful years, Father. Years of growing. Years of friendship. And they're going to have the Potters back to his house someday when they get back together. Because I... You know, she married right away, but I don't think that she really loves him, Father. I'm pretty sure that she still loves me. Aww. You're living in a fantasy yeah, world. Yeah, wake up. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, we see Klinger throughout the whole day just pining, talking about the fights that are going to be happening about who gets to sit where and mm-hmm. 
um, what's happening, and he wanted to get on the phone as soon as possible while people were mm-hmm. still talking to each other. Which, again, it's like, oh, conveniently, the line's busy. Yes. You know? And there was... Uh, by the way, if you were a younger viewer, um, they only had one phone line at the house. <laughs> um, it In wasn't a party it line. it would have been a party line. I was going to say, it's not a party line, which... Now, a party line... I'm going to get smacked if I keep (laughs) talking like this. I Um, actually lived through party lines. I've heard of them. And in 53, there would have been party lines. We had a party line in the Mm -hmm. 60s. Yeah. Maybe Potter was important enough that he had his own. I don't know. Or maybe it went through the hospital switchboard. Yeah, because he had to live on base. Mm -hmm. So it probably did. Yeah. So he maybe doesn't have to even pay for it. It was billed to the hospital. (laughs) <laughs> Which is why he wasn't all that good Government concerned. expense. <laughs> Don't tell me that wow. stuff doesn't go on. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've worked in government. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, we also had um, I, Ivy, oh, his daughter, Evie. and her husband, Evie. Evie. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, who is it, Bob? Was it Bob is his, or her, um, her husband? Is a different Bob than during the series, during the Yeah, it was, because it was a tall guy, and the yeah. other guy had dark hair. Yeah. And the other guy looked weasley. Bruce. It was Bruce. Okay. I knew I had it written somewhere. Okay. But, um... And their grandson, Corey, and the baby. The baby apparently doesn't have a name. Yeah. Eh. Eh. <laughs> baby MacGuffin. <laughs> or Baby Trope. Oh. I'm not sure which. Um, but, yeah... Evie and Bruce or Bob? Bruce. I thought it was Bob. Well, I know, but it's Bruce. Bruce. I think it was Bob at, in yeah. MASH. But no, it's Bruce okay. now. <laughs> All right. Um, but they ask Sherman. Well, first they ask Mildred. Then they ask Sherman for $500 to start up the first coin-op laundromat in the like whole River Valley, wherever they are. And... Um, at, toward the end of the episode, Sherman's out on his porch. Mildred comes out, and uh, he says to her, when are we going to stop supporting our independent children? Never. Yeah. And the same as you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, you don't. Your children yeah. are your children for mm-hmm. life. I don't care. Well, if I, they're in need, they're your children. <laughs> yeah, I remember my grandparents helping out my parents not all that long ago. It's like, right. you do for family. You do for family. And, um, which I appreciate, by the way, <laughs> how you hosted us. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I understand what Sherman's saying, but, you know, if, if Evie and her husband are, are looking at a coin-operated laundromat, that's probably a good, probably I a think it would be investment. a good investment. I bet they made a fortune. I mean, those are always busy. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. even busy now. Yeah. Where it's cheap to buy a washer and dryer, so I yeah. don't get... How come they're busy? Unless yeah. you don't have an apartment that has a washer and dryer hookup. Which is possible. Yeah, that could be possible. Yeah. So, I mean... I used to go to the laundromats for my big... Mm. But now you have the front loaders. You don't need to. But mm-hmm. back in the day, it couldn't handle your... Yeah. Yeah, like the quilts and Your such. quilts and yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I would always go to the laundromat, you know, yeah. twice a year to do mm-hmm. my big quilts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I worked at a, a laundromat video center uh dry cleaner <laughs> that's ship. funny 
uh, UPS shipping location and locksmith. And um, I'm not kidding. And um, <laughs> yeah, I remember people coming in just for their quilts. So, well, heck yeah. Why would you ruin your own washer? Yeah. <laughs> uh. But um, I yeah. Um, what else? Mulcahy was. Mulcahy. I was just well, going to say well, that one. He was like, oh, we're doing a new course on photography at the VA, and so I'm trying this out. <laughs> <laughs> he kept blinding people. Everybody, because he would accidentally hit the, and then blow the bulb. Um, Into that one guy's food that was tasty. Uh, so, I mean, it just... Uh, it was cool when Klinger's family showed up. And they yeah. finally invited Klinger. Oh and, because we find out that fam the reason Klinger moved away is his family did not accept Sun Lee. Well, that's one and big reason. One big reason. Yeah, because he did say, you know, I needed a new start. And I got it here. And I might not have anything. And then he looks at Soon Lee. But I got everything. Mm -hmm. That was cool. It was really cool. And so, and his mother looked at him and said, yes. Or the father. Yeah. One of them said, you know, yes, he's happy. He looks happy, mother. Yeah, And that's all parents want. We don't yeah. care where you are or what no. you're doing. Parents want their kids to be happy. Wherever they are, whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. We just, that's all. Yeah. You'll find out. Yeah. No, truth. So it, yeah, it, you you could see the joy in Max's eyes getting that sort of approval. Finally, and she kissed Sun Lee's head. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't because I think Sun Lee was a disease to Max at first, according to oh, the family. Yeah. I think. Well, even and you hear it even now. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sun Lee had to fight for her money. She went to a, a shop, they said, and she did the abacus oh, faster than the... guy was able to do it so on the cash register. So he gave it all to her for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it would be hard to be Vietnamese and... Korean. And and Kore yeah, Korean yeah, but, and... Yeah, it oh, yeah, Korean. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And it, 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 MASH was a show about Vietnam um, set in Korea. Korea. Yeah, so I get that. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, you know, you, uh, I'm glad that we got that closure from Max's family. Because you remember the one episode in MASH where they were trying to help the one GI get married. And the guy from CID said, fine, what do I care? Go ahead. Yeah. Marry him. Good luck getting an apartment back home. That's true. You know, even, it still goes on. Right. Um, I, I thought that Max's mother spoke incredible English, though. Yeah. But I, I know, it's it was well, years, especially but considering, considering she didn't speak English mm -hmm. at all a couple years ago. Yeah, well, that's a, I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. Nobody tell this around Mrs. Klinger. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. She oh. sure did. She must have watched a lot of TV. Convenience. <laughs> Convenience. Convenient plot point. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think so, that's all I really have. That's all I have, too. This was, as far as a Thanksgiving episode, I liked it. I did, too, because they just invited everyone. No mm -hmm. one once said, there's too many people, or stop inviting. They always yeah. said, come on we in. We have enough. Come on in. Yeah, and even even Mike, Mike, I don't like him. Um, I think his I think you said his name was D'Angelo, and I yeah. don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike D'Angelo came, and they were still welcoming. And I think something else you saw there was 
uh, th there's this point that I always keep in mind when I look at um, so I'm going to take a little bit of, of a tangent. When you look at what Congress was like from the 50s to probably the 70s. Oh yeah, because he said. Compared to now. They were all veterans together. You know, that was their lowest common denominator was like that whole generation basically were veterans. They, they had fought together. They had worked together. There was that undercurrent of similarity and understanding. And, you know, that's where Sherman came from when he said, keep talking on the phone, that's fine. Or mm -hmm. bring more guys in when he brought guys over from the VA. And even with Mike D'Angelo. You know, it was fine, come on in, I don't like it, but... You don't have in my opinion, that same thing going on anymore. Cause oh, no, well, there's a fear of other people. Like mm -hmm. But I have to say Such thank you division. to you and Laura. They hosted many, oh many Christmases goodness. like a week after they moved into their home. It was crazy. It, it and, did get us to put things away quickly. <laughs> but the thing is that you never said stop or no. you know you no. said I mean there was a hundred people here for my family <laughs> and not once did I hear a complaint or a, a, you know this is costly or you know a lot of things that could have been said at the Potter house today because uh, some, you were very inviting well, thank and you. I thank you Everybody's for that family. and I know we but that this. was that same thing mm -hmm. yeah. you know it and that way yeah it was that same thing, and it felt mm. I felt very welcomed and comfortable here, as I'm sure they did there. And then, yeah. it, then you leave just going, we have family. Yeah, and you, the the outro was great on that episode yeah, where I everybody so was too. dancing, and it was just, it was a joyous. They all sang around the piano. Mm -hmm. I remember singing around the piano. People don't mm -hmm. do that anymore. Yeah, it was just ever. It was and community. It, yeah, if you suggest singing around the piano, they all look at you like you're nuts. Mm -hmm. Like, why would we do that? Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but, so yeah, I, I liked it as a Thanksgiving episode. Um, for the series, I think this would be one of my top episodes so far. Best? I think so, too. I don't know if that's I wasn't it's reeling getting... in my head, like, where are we now? Are we in the hospital? Mm -hmm. Outside the hospital? Are we at someone's yeah, house? It, it was contained. It was, the plot was the main character, not the main characters each having their own plot. Right. And so that was very nice. The main plot was, it's Thanksgiving. Right. That's all you need. So, um, you know, we still, uh, I'll point out again, the first... Uh, episode that we did of Whiskey and Aftermash has a link out to YouTube where you can watch these. Uh, it also has a link where you can buy uh, for I think it's $24. Somebody out there on Etsy or something has all the episodes on disc. It's a little better quality because of that. I think it's the same recordings. It's just a little Not better Yeah, it's a little better quality <laughs> on DVD. But um, watch with us. You know? Yeah. Um, let us know what you think. I would love to hear other people's oh. opinions. Do you think it bounces around too much? Is it something that you can handle and maybe I just have ADHD? Yeah, please let us know. Um, I would love, I, I, I agree with Lori. Uh, head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. Uh, like us, follow us, join the conversation there. Otherwise, if you just want to catch up on our podcast episodes of 
mash or after mash go over to our website narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash uh, you can download the episodes as mp3s directly from the website you can stream them from the website or you can search for us whiskey and mash out there on uh, apple podcast itunes your favorite podcast application i use podcast republic on my android phone any of that you can find us there subscribe uh, new episodes will be automatically downloaded to your podcast listening device in the meantime uh, if you liked this podcast i'm not saying anything about aftermath if you like this podcast and our presentation uh and you you want to help support us just help spread the word about it you know we're going to get through aftermath as quickly as possible also if you were a part of aftermath and wanted to explain the situation or, or just or just talk to us please give us a call or from mash or from mash we'll just, go back and yeah we yeah. would love to have you join us yeah you know like anybody i would love to i would love to talk to you skype we'll pay the phone bill yeah that'd be great <laughs> just to just to talk to somebody who was involved in either of these shows it would be really neat um i was just being funny because there isn't phone bills anymore <laughs> no no skype we could do it for free <laughs> But, you know, in case you still have a party line, (laughs) for whatever reason. But, in the meantime, I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. It's good to be back. Welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy 2018. Have a good week. No, I was just trying to be silly. It worked. (sighs) There we go. Okay, time for the goals. Nice. Enjoy. I'll be here. Yeah. You too. Um. Bye, everyone. Bye.